Hi, I'm Melissa from Melissa Mendez Design Studio, where I help startups and corporate clients with their apparel and design needs. From design development all the way to sourcing and production. For more information, go to melissamendezdesignstudio.com. You're listening to Women Crafting Success Podcast with Melissa Mendez. Tune in each week for tips on starting and growing your online business. Hear from top influencers and find out how they turn their dreams into reality. Welcome to Women Crafting Success. Hey guys, it's Melissa and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Women Crafting Success. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Kristen Morris and she is the founder and creator of KristenMorris.com where she is a business and productivity mentor. Today we're going to be discussing the importance of creating systems for your business and why they benefit uh, your business regardless of the scale, large or small. Kristen shares a really personal uh, challenge that she faced within her life and how systems saved her business. Uh, So you guys, I won't get into too many details because Kristen does a really amazing job at explaining her story. But without further ado, here's my interview with Kristen. Awesome. So let's get into it because you have an amazing story that I cannot wait for you to share with everyone. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you specialize in systems, um, system operations, organization within businesses. Uh, tell us how you got into that. W- what is your background? So I actually have um, quite a background, but um, I've always had that entrepreneurial bug in me. I always knew I wanted to own my own business. I just didn't really know what that was going to look like. I actually thought it was going to be you know, a coffee shop or something a little more traditional. Um, but I was working, I was, I was a stay at home mom and I had the opportunity, um, to go back to work. And as much as I loved being a stay at home mom, I I really had this itch to do more. So I started working as the executive director of a nonprofit and I was actually the first, uh, executive director for that nonprofit. It was a local nonprofit. Um, and when the funding ran out for that, you know, I was just devastated because I really put my heart and soul into it. Um, and being the first executive director, I was doing a lot of um, creating the systems, writing the procedures, um, really creating the foundation for that business. So when uh, f- funding ran out and I was laid off, I decided that um, two things. One, I really wanted to continue doing what I was doing at some level because it, it was just really came natural to me to write those systems and to really put the processes in place. But more importantly, as a mom, I knew when I was working, um, especially as as an executive director for a nonprofit, that I was running crazy hours. I was like meeting volunteers in the middle of the night for, you know, to drop off keys. And I was working long hours. I really threw my heart and soul into it. And I was sort of neglecting myself and my family. So I set out to help other um, not necessarily, um, well, business owners, but they were more bricks and mortar at the time. Um, to just find that balance and to help them in whatever way I could so that they could spend that time with their family and um, be a little more present. So I started off um, as a personal assistant and really became a virtual assistant before I knew what a virtual assistant was. Mm -hmm. Before it was cool, right? The VA. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was actually one of those things where somebody said, hey, do you realize like you're doing a lot of your work from home and you can Mm -hmm. do this for other people? Mm. Um, 
So I did that and I quickly built my own multi-VA team. So I had other virtual assistants that worked under me and I hired, one of the first things I did was hire a coach. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, okay. She she was a coach for virtual assistants. um, And she kept saying, you're not really a virtual assistant. And of course I sat there saying, well, sure I am. (laughs) Um, But really I wasn't, I wasn't the one that wanted to be doing the work. I was the one that was a little more strategic and I was writing the plans and I was doing the project management and I was um, really managing the projects and the team for my clients. So that's when, um, it took me a long time to realize that. It's sort of a mindset thing. We're not ready to hear it until we're ready. Of course. Um, So I decided to get my certification as an online business manager and then really focus on being the business manager. Right. And that's really where my story, you know, that that you and I talked about begins because I got rid of my team. I stopped doing the VA work and I really focused on being the business manager for six and seven figure business owners, Mm -hmm. which meant I was working with fewer clients um, and really doing the work I loved, which is what I just want for everyone. You know, I want them to really be able to focus on their passions Mm -hmm. Um, in 2014 I had really been focused on that. Things were going really well. I actually tripled my revenue that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a, as a working mom, I was finally at the point I wanted to be. I was contributing to family finances. We right. remodeled our home. Right. Things were awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we went on a two-week vacation, which I actually thought my husband was crazy to plan a two-week vacation after mm-hmm. we remodeled our home. Right. But... It was the vacation that saved our lives. Um, Our vacation was cut short because we were the victims of an arson fire. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, we really, we lost everything. We lost a pet. We lost my my car. Like it was a, it was a really tragic event for us. But in that moment, everything shifted and I just knew how lucky we were. To be alive. So grateful that we were all together and we were safe when it happened. Right. And so like anything else, it's sort of a a defining moment, those Mm -hmm. tragedies that hit us Mm -hmm. and it gives us that perspective. Mm -hmm. And what I realized when I took time off from my business to, to deal with, you know, our family Mm -hmm. and to deal with the legal system playing out was that even though 2014 was an awesome year for me, um, I was traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was working a lot and I was really starting to neglect my family again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I realized I wasn't, I was sort of becoming the person that I set out to help in the first place. Right. Yes. And it gave me a new perspective and I decided to relaunch. I relaunched as fabulouslybalancedlife.com. Mm-hmm. And I did that to help other entrepreneurs really find that balance. Right. Now, let me, let me ask you. So um, your, your new kind of business venture um, obviously came from a great tragedy, um, and helped you from my, from what I'm hearing from you to see things in a different light. Now you said that you, um, neglected your family in in some capacity. Like how did that, how did that look like? What, what did that look like that you neglected your family? Did you not spend enough time with them? Yeah, I think, um, I think we get so busy, you know, in the day to day, we really get caught up in the day to day. The next thing we know, you know, days are passing by and our children right. are getting older and right. we're sort of missing those things. My kids were a little older when I went back to work. So yeah. they were four and seven. Okay. 
but they had a very serious skin condition at the time. Okay. Um, they still do, but it was very new to us at that time. Right. So um, I was really fortunate that I started my business when I did because it gave me the ability to, to be with them, mm-hmm. to sort of create my own hours, to really do what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and what I was passionate about, mm-hmm. but also be able to spend time with my family and, you know, care for their medical needs and take right. them to appointments and all that busy stuff that us right. moms have to do. Right. Yeah, I know that that's so important. Um, and, and the reason why I ask is because I think as women, you know, this show is, it targets women, uh, and many of us are moms, you know, I, I know personally, I definitely feel a conflict when I am working versus when I'm spending time with my son, um, and spending time with family members and, and even friends. Mm-hmm. And it's super difficult to find, um, that, you know, balance, um, which is another reason why I wanted to have you on, um, on the podcast is to speak to you or listen to you rather to share your story, hear your story and, and some of the ways, which I know you were going to get into later. Um, you know, some of the ways that we could try to create more balance. It's never perfect, but you know, we want to, um, create some type of balance, I guess. Well, and you know, it's sort of about those boundaries and, and in those times that I, that I felt like I wasn't giving enough to my family, it was because I sort of lost sight of the boundaries. Right. Um, and, and we all know, you know, things happen and, mm-hmm. but unfortunately if we don't keep our eyes on it, mm-hmm. next thing you know, days and weeks and months pass and we're right. sort of in this cycle. Right. Um, and I think for balance, like you mentioned balance, I think it's really important to point out that, Balance doesn't mean that you're like 50-50 all the time. Great. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, some people will criticize, you know, the whole concept of work-life balance. And um, there's people out there that really think there is no such thing. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, I think balance is sort of, you know, it's sort of like if you have a, a bank account and you're constantly putting things into it. Well, you know, I just read this in a book actually, and it was a great analogy mm-hmm. to say if you're if you're putting things in and and you're seeing a little bit of growth and things are good, um, you know that's great. Mm-hmm. If you are depleting that account all the time or you're in a negative balance, you're going to crash and burn. Mm. What book was that? So it was actually what book was it in? It was um, actually a great book that I'm reading right now. It's mm-hmm. Michael Hyatt's Living Forward. Ah, okay. I'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so to me, you know, balance means that obviously as entrepreneurs, we create our own schedules, Sure. but it means that some days and some seasons of our lives, we have to spend more time in one area than another. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my definition of it. There, there are times like I said, my, my children have some medical issues and mm-hmm. there are times where I feel like I am like living at children's hospital and I right. am constantly going to doctor's appointments. Right. And there's other times where I'm able to dedicate and really focus on, you know, a launch in my business or I right. put in more time for certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to take care of yourself. We can't lose sight of that. Yeah. That's another thing. Oh my God. That's so important that you mentioned that, um, some of the things that I do in my business uh, to create balance um, is I designate time for specific tasks. So, mm-hmm. you know, I usually start my day around 
10. I mean, I wake up well before 10 because I have a small child, but I usually start my work day around 10 a.m. Um, and I finish at about 5 p.m. Um, it used to be, I mean, I start at 7 o'clock whenever I woke up and I, I would finish it at 2 a.m. depending on mm-hmm. <laughs> how many I remember projects. those days for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, it's, it's crazy. Um, but now, like, you know, I try to um, unwind at the end of the night, maybe have a glass of wine or watch a movie, something to take my mind off, or you know, of what I'm doing, or I'll read some chapters in a book. Um, mm-hmm. I try not to work on the weekends. I know that's super difficult, but um, you know, that's, so that's some of the boundaries that I've created within my business. Do I follow them 100% all the time? Absolutely not. But it's a nice roadmap and guideline for me to follow, um, to try to stay on track and to maintain, you know, somewhat of, um, uh, sanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really important. And, you know, that sort of goes to how the seasons of your life might change. You know, we were talking before the show that my girls are now teenagers. So, you know, for me, work starts um, usually about 8, 30, 9 o'clock after I drop them off at school. But, you know, the cool thing is, is I get to spend time with them in the morning and I get to drive them to school. Nice. Not because I have to, but because I want to. Right. You know, which is really great. And then um, my kids get home 2, 30, 3 o'clock. And I might work for a half hour, an hour after that, mm-hmm. but I can take a little break and see them mm-hmm. and I can go back to work if I want. Mm-hmm. There's certain days that I work a little, I, I have shorter days. Sure. Um, and then Fridays, like I have a, a standing gym appointment Ooh. in the morning and nice. I really don't get to work until later, almost noon. And some mm-hmm. Fridays I don't work at all. So great. that's the really great thing about um, being able to create your own schedule and mm-hmm. spend time Friday, sort of my me day, you know? <laughs> Great. Yeah. I love that. Especially when it's like hot outside. I know it's gonna, it's approaching, um, springtime here in, in New York in the tri-state area. So, uh, who wants to work on Friday? <laughs> I know. Well, and you know, so a good, this is a productivity tip that I tell all my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, when I schedule my week, I sort of have like my ideal week. And of course, like you said, it's never exactly 100%. But I consciously schedule certain appointments out of office on Fridays, especially at times that I've been feeling like I'm just working too much or I'm overwhelmed. Right. Whether it's like run to the post office, things like that. Mm -hmm. I save all my errands for Friday so that I force myself to step away from the desk and get out. That's a great productivity tip. I like that. Yeah, it's so easy to just get stuck in the day to day and mm-hmm. sit behind your desk and keep on working. Right. And it's actually not good for your productivity. Right. If you step away and you, you know, fill those other buckets that you've been neglecting, mm-hmm. you actually are much more productive. I agree. I agree. Take me back to um, right after the fire and you rebuilt your business. How did that look like? So, um, so after the fire, the fire was at Christmas of 2014 and we, um, we really spent pretty much all of 2015, um, obviously rebuilding our lives. Right. Um, we, we didn't go to trial until the end of 2015, but when 2016 started, it was time for me to rebuild my business. I I focused on my family. I was focusing on, you know, our new home and and getting Mm -hmm. settled. And I decided it was time to get back to back to business. Right. And this time I was going to do it the way I wanted to do it. So one of the things that we tend to do as entrepreneurs is sort of follow the path that other people set for us. 
you know, and we don't really, we don't always follow our passion as clearly as we envisioned it. So I just, I had always, you know, really been focused on coaching and training and um, everyone had sort of told me I should have do should go in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I've, I avoided it. And, you know, there's a lot of fears that come up and sure. there's a lot of different things. I was working with my clients and I was, you know, a hundred percent in on my client work mm-hmm. and not really working on my business. I was mm-hmm. sort of working in my business. Right. So I decided to relaunch this fabulously balanced life.com. Okay. And really focus on the, the business productivity and the systems for, um, for small businesses and to really take that business management that I was doing for my six and seven figure clients and transition that into the newer business owners and the one-on-one work that I can do with them. Sure. Okay. So, so walk us through, um, some of the systems and business practices that you felt translated from some of the higher earning, um, clients that you were working with to um, maybe even like a startup company. Yeah. So one of the things I, you know, I, I usually talk about is that systems really build resiliency for the business and the business owner. Mm-hmm. And you know, the fire is a good example of that. When the fire happened, we were getting ready to do a live event for a client. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the other side of the United States, and there was a lot going on. We were about a month away. What saved? you know, me and what saved the clients was that I had some systems in place. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of support coming out of the woodwork really from like the entire entrepreneurial community wanting to help me. And they were able to do that because we had documented and centralized systems in place so that somebody could step in and really just work the business for us. Mm -hmm. Some types of systems like what, like for someone who's kind of maybe just starting their business and and doesn't really know what that looks like. Was it more like accounting or um, like day-to-day operations, emails? Okay. Yeah. So I I like to break it down um, and I break it down into four different areas, but you know, the big one is just your day-to-day operations. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's a great place for people to get started. You don't have to have a big team to document systems. Um, it's really one of those things that's great to do right from the start. Um, and to get started in documenting, I just say like, take out a Google doc or a word document, whatever you prefer and jot down the steps of what you do each day. Okay. So think about it. Like if you, if you put a blog post up, um, and I've done this myself, you know, I've had team members that would post them for me, but when I post it myself, I would get in there and I'd be like, okay, you know, where do I click? What do I need to include? What are the color codes that I need to use to stay in brand? And next thing you know, you're really spending a lot of time sort of spinning your wheels or just, you know, making that process so much slower than it needs to be. So if you have a checklist using the blog post as an example, you know, you know that you log in, you know where you click, you know that you add the text, you know that you change these color codes. And here's what the color codes are short of. You sort of have a, uh, like a checklist to follow and it's step-by-step and it's easy and it's quick and that saves you time right there. But better yet, as your business grows and you're ready to hire a virtual assistant or hire somebody to help with those things, you hand them that checklist and the process is there for you. Right. So you are, um, by doing that, making the process, I guess, easier for, for, yourself to understand, which I think is super important for a business owner. 
and then um, breaking it down so that someone could potentially use that later on when you want to outsource or hire help. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can do that in all areas of your business. So, you know, just take, I like to do a time audit with my clients. It's one of the first things I do. And it's um, something that I have up on my website for anyone to download. It's really just to um, sit it next to your desk during the day and jot down what it is you do. So, you know, instead of mindlessly going through your day, just take a minute. Um, You know, you might want to set a timer, maybe do it every half hour. Um, It doesn't have to be exact, but write down the tasks that you're doing and then create a process for each of those so that as you grow, you can hand it off. But also if something were to happen to you, if you were to be, you know, be sick and, and need somebody to step in, you know, we have this great community out there. Chances are you have somebody you're connected to that can help you out in a pinch. Um, and better yet, think about those good things that happen in life. Think about, you know, when you're pregnant and you're about to have a baby, who can cover your clients for you? Who can cover your business for you? Things like that. If you have those documented systems in place, it makes it really easy to hand it off to someone else. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. And um, this is kind of for me <laughs> because I am, going, <laughs> I am going through this process actually. Um, you know, I have many different projects that I'm working on. I have my design studio. Um, you know, where I have uh, client work, I have my coaching through the design studio, as well as um, Women Crafting Success. And I mean, it's just, you know, many different projects going on, uh, many different moving pieces mm-hmm. and parts. And uh, a part of my initiative for this quarter is to get more organized and to streamline things. So for someone like me, um, you know, what would you suggest would be like the first step? So so I answer my emails in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to break that down, um, you know, like you said, set a timer, maybe 30 minutes, um, and just maybe have like a little note thing on the side of my computer. Okay, emails from 10 to 11, something like that. Yep. Um, and then kind of walk through like the process. Is that how you would do it? or how, how would Yeah, you do it? so um, there's a couple things there that I can say to that is mm-hmm. – um, I'll just be the guinea pig for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so from a productivity standpoint, um, like I said, I always have people do a system, uh, do a um, a time audit mm-hmm. to really see what it is that they're spending their time on. And when they do that time audit, they they like I said, just literally jot it down. And I use I use this myself. I actually use a time audit whenever I start to feel like I'm just not on track or not mm-hmm. as productive as I could be. Sure. Um, and so it's very, really simple. I set it next to my desk. I just jot down what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. When you do that for a couple of days, you can go back and look at it and see sort of where the, the holes are, where you're spending too much time. You know, maybe you're um, checking Facebook like 10 times a day, you know, and you're mindlessly doing it and you don't realize it. Right. Um, there's a place where you can save some time. And maybe the, the solution is, and this is what I do, I schedule 20 minutes in the morning and the afternoon. For like Facebook or something. Yep, for Facebook. Okay. okay. Um, and so, but if you look at that time audit and you see, okay, I'm, you know, taking a break for coffee ten times a day. You know, mm-hmm. you start to see where your where your time drains are. Mm-hmm. You also start to see the things that you're wasting time on because it's not your strength. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that maybe. Yep, and it might not be that um, that you're ready to outsource that just yet. 
but you're going to start to create a list of things that you want in your new VA. So you find those things that really aren't your strength. You know, maybe posting your blog post is really taking a lot of time and energy from you because it's not your thing. That can go on your list of things you want to outsource. And so when you, going back to the systems part of it, you know, we touched on the productivity piece, um, going back to the systems piece, um, what I do is I suggest, I personally use Google Docs for my, what I call my SOP guide, my standard operating procedures. Um, but you can do it. I've done it in Teamwork. I've done it in Dropbox, you know, whatever, whatever system works well for you. And I create... So if we're using Google Drive as an example, I create four folders. And these four folders are the four areas of your business that you need to um, systematize to be more productive. And it's the first are your day-to-day operations. The second is your technology piece. The third is your, um, your sales, sales systems. And then you have your money, your financial piece. And then inside of each of those four folders, that's where I break it down, you know, a little more for each area within like my day-to-day operations. What is it that I have there? Um, I have some administrative things within that folder. Um, So you can actually, the day-to-day, you could actually just label that administrative. And that's where I keep things like, you know, my LLC certification or certificate, um, you know, different, maybe passwords or, um, different resources that are more administrative for your business. So in, in the first folder, which would be the more administrative processes, um, that's where I would keep, you know, things that are more specific to administration, like my, um, my LLC certificate I have in that folder, um, you might some some great things as far as business planning and and productivity or you know your visioning for your business is to have like your company vision and your mission statement. Maybe if you have a team, you have a team list or an org chart. Those are the type of things that you would just stick in your administrative folder. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then for for the next three folders, can you break those down a little bit for us? Absolutely. So um, if we were going to discuss like your marketing. Um, we would talk about, um, in that folder, you might have a subfolder that has your bio and your headshot in it. Um, you may have a folder for branding and that might include things like your color codes, your logo, um, maybe, you know, different images that you have that are specific for your brand. Um, in marketing, I also have a folder for copywriting. So you might have, you know, drafts for blog posts or um, copywriting for sales letters, things like that, that I keep in that, in that subfolder. So it's really just organizing and breaking down those different areas of your business. In small chunks so that... Yeah, and it doesn't have to be done all at once. Right. Um, what I tell my clients is, you know, take a week for each system. So take one week and focus on your, your day-to-day operations, your administrative. Mm-hmm. Take another week and work on like your marketing. Right, right. And really break it down that way. Yeah. And I love that one week approach because I think sometimes when we can, when we just focus on one thing for too long, um, it just kind of, or rather when we focus on one thing for a short amount of time, 
um, it becomes a little bit overwhelming. So Absolutely. when you uh, break it break it up into one week for each um, category, it gives a little more time to focus on it, to um, forget about it for a day or so, and to get back to it, just like to clear your mind. So um, it's not as overwhelming. I think sometimes, you know, being a small business owner, everything, when we look at the whole picture, it could be a little overwhelming. So I love that yeah. one week per, per category. Absolutely. And it's, it's something that's sort of like a living document. It's something that you're going to build over time. You're not going to, you're never going to complete your, your SOP guide. Right. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I just started, um, an editorial calendar for my design studio and also, um, women crafting success. Mm-hmm. And one thing I said to myself is, you know, just give yourself the freedom to change, um, things whenever you need to. Right. Right. Um, because it, it, a, it's a guideline it's not set in stone and, um, it gives me flexibility. It gives me, um, you know, like the freedom that I need and it takes the anxiety away. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's a great tip. Um, it, it just made all the sense in the world to, to have that as a, a living, breathing document that could be changed um, mm-hmm. whenever necessary, really. Absolutely. And, you know, to be honest, it's not something I use every day, you know, oh, okay. and I almost had to train myself. It, it's something that I, I work with my clients on, but I, I, you know, sort of took it for granted because, I, you know, let's face it, I've done a lot of the VA work. So right. I didn't really need a lot of that instruction, but there's been times where I actually had to say to myself, like, you have a procedure on this. Why are you winging it? You know, when you're creating a sales page, why am I going back and trying to remember all the steps when I can just pull up something really quick and have a checklist hmm. of what needs to be connected where, right. what needs to be created first? It really does, um, we sort of take it for granted, but it really does speed up the entire process and it keeps you from missing a step. Right. You know, so it really creates consistency in your business mm-hmm. because you're, you're doing things the same way over and over again. It, right. If you're working with clients, you're, you know, the client knows what to expect from you because you're doing the same things over right. and over. Right. Now, I guess, <laughs> I guess the obvious question here is, um, that's not sexy. That's not <laughs> interesting. Systems are sexy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so t- tell us how, how it could be more interesting and enticing because I, I mean I, for me being a creative person and many of our listeners are creatives yeah. um it it seems a little mundane and repetitive and just I mean boring so how you know how can we spice it up a little bit <laughs> well and you know what so you hit on something and you know posting blog posts mm-hmm. it's boring to me I admit it. It's boring. I don't want to do it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people out there that love to do that stuff. Right. That are energized by helping you do those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're all in business, you know, not to have a hobby, but to grow the business. Mm -hmm. And you really have to think of it as an investment in your business. So you're investing this time so that you can free yourself up later. Right. Right. So, you know, it's, it's sort of like, and you know, it's a bad analogy, but nobody wants to pay their insurance bill until you need it. <laughs> nobody right. wants to go to the gym until they realize they gained 10 pounds over the winter. Right. Um, it's sort of like doing those things, um, to set yourself up for success. It's really the foundation of a growing business. 
I love that. And, and, and by phrasing it that way, and I think, um, for some people who have experienced maybe a few years of business, two or three, um, Mm -hmm. can truly appreciate that advice. Um, I've been doing my design studio for about two and a half years, um, a little more than two and a half years, but, um, I had a, a business prior to that had no systems, just winging it. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it was a good business. However, I was just very scattered. Um, And one thing I knew for my design studio that I didn't want to be scattered in that way or or in any way, really. So um, some of the little systems I have here or there have have helped. But I truly see how it it benefits, um, I think, any business, um, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been in business for two or three or four or five years, Um, and to kind of add on to what you said, the sexy part of it is that you do save time in the long run. Absolutely. And so, you know, no matter what area of business you're in, it's never too late to get started. Um, it's, it's never too early to get started either. Um, and you don't have to, I mean, I don't have, I have a lot of different categories because this is what I do for my clients. So I have, you know, lengthy categories underneath underneath each of those four buckets. I don't have every one of those completed for my business, but I know what I need to put in place once I'm at that point. Um, Another good example that just came into my head, like for your operations is um, customer service. You know, I have one client that I'm working with. I've been working with her for several years and she's had a great customer service team in place, but she's really looking at how do we take this to the next level? Right. And so something that we didn't do before that we're starting to do now is just documenting those, you know, various email scripts that you might send to somebody. Yes. Um, keeping track of those frequently asked questions. Huh. Maybe creating the F, uh, what is it? F A Q. Yeah, creating an FAQ page. Right. And that's just it. So if her customer service person, you know, who's been very experienced in answering questions and doing a great job at it, but never really thought to document it because it's always in her head. Wow. What happens when that person goes on vacation and somebody has to step in for her? Then we lose that consistency and that level of support that we want to provide her clients. Um, and like you said, if, if we're documenting those frequently asked questions, it gives us the content we need to create an FAQ page, which now the people don't have to email us and don't have to call us because those questions are right there on the website for them to get their answers, you know, at the tip, right at their fingertips. So one of the things that I do for my business, and now I'm just, um, really understanding and seeing that this is a part of, um, systems and operations. Um, I have a, um, a price chart, I will call it for my design services and coaching packages. So Mm -hmm. if someone emails me in the middle of the day and perhaps I'm, um, on my way to a meeting or I'm running errands instead of me answering them a couple of hours later or the next day, uh, which happens from time to time, but um, if I have just a, a few quick moments, I can just go into my, um, you know, Evernote or mm-hmm. my email draft and just send them a quick, you know, quote of my my prices, um, which makes it super easy. And uh, everyone who makes those inquiries gets the same price every time. Uh, yeah. It just makes my life so much easier. 
Absolutely. And, you know, that reminds me for those who are in business and create um, or respond to RFPs, like a virtual assistant might respond to an RFP, Mm -hmm. having sort of that email template already created that you can customize later. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a great system to have so that you, you know, you're touching on all the specific things you want to tell them, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe a little intro about yourself, a little bit about your business and how you work. Um, but you're also then, you know, I would never tell anybody to just send them a form letter. You're also then going back and looking at that RFP and seeing exactly what they wanted to know and filling those details in, sending the email and you're, you know, it's quick and easy. So, and then you're not forgetting, you know, a calendar link or your contact information because you already have all that stuff um, created. You're just going to copy and paste it, fill in the details that are pertinent and and go. And that's a great system for new business owners to yeah. set up. Yeah, it's it's so easy. I think, um, so I just, I just recently set up a calendar um, program. So... Uh, in other words, if someone wants to schedule a podcast or a meeting with me for my design studio, they can yep. just click on a quick link and boom, it goes into my calendar, right? So I was doing it the old-fashioned way, and um, I'm very much so old-fashioned in in many ways. Like, I still love books, you know, yep. paperback books, and, and even though I have an iPad, I do not use my Kindle. Um, I take notes in a notepad. Maybe that's the artist within, you know, I'd like to actually have a notepad. I do transfer them on to the computer eventually, but they are in my notepad. Um, so I say all that to say I was (laughs) scheduling meetings and appointments by just shooting an email saying, Hey, when are you available? And give me your availability. And, And then I would work around setting up an appointment that way. So yeah. after getting my, uh, you know, calendar link, I mean, my days are just so much smoother. I just send them a link. They click on whenever they are available and it goes automatically into my calendar for me with a reminder that, hey, someone just scheduled an appointment with you. I mean, that is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely one of those things. And think about it. You're saving all that back and forth email. Like, hey, when are you ready? Or when are you available? Oh, I'm available next Tuesday. Oh, I'm not. Let's try for Thursday. Uh, how many emails did you just save yourself by putting something so simple in place? Um, I love that. That's one of the first things I tell clients to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I even include it in my signature line. Ah. I include it in my signature line. And here's another tip. Um, I, I'm like, I love giving out tips. So here's another tip. Copy it into the notepad or whatever you use on your phone. Right. So that when you are on the go and somebody emails you or somebody um, messages you on Facebook, you could just send them the link. One, two, three. Yep. I love it. I love it. Good to go. And make sure you include, make sure you include how you're going to connect in your response on your calendar program. Because I'm, I'm good at that. I had actually two appointments this week where somebody, I made an appointment with somebody else and it didn't say anything. I got a reminder, but it didn't say how we were going to connect. Oh, okay. And then the day of the appointment, I'm emailing them and I'm waiting and I'm right. like, is she going to call me? Was I supposed right. to call her? <laughs> so <laughs> all those great things yeah. um, really help um, take the pressure off you and make you more productive. Right. I'm, I'm going to include in the show notes um, the, the program that I use. It's actually free. 
I think mm-hmm. you pronounce it Calendly. Calendly, that's what yeah. I use. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And um, I my preferred interview method and and um, you know communications method is actually Skype. So um, I just have that right there, and along with the form, I request the Skype name so that. Um, you know, I'm not going back and forth asking them. So perfect. Um, thank you for your patience because I do believe for us, we did not use my scheduling link. No, um, but you used mine. I used you. <laughs> <laughs> you used mine, and so mine is set up. Um, yes. I have a couple different links. One link I have, which is just for regular, you know, I, I actually call it like a coffee chat, mm-hmm. um, and that just asks them two basic questions mm-hmm. so that I can get a feel for them. And then right. the other one um, basically gives out my Zoom information because I, I do a lot of my coaching and my my meetings using Zoom. Oh, okay. So so yeah, you did mine, but but yeah. it all works great. So yeah, yeah, I use yours, and um, I think for another um, interview that I scheduled. Um, I may have used theirs, but, and this just goes to show, I mean, nobody's perfect. We are all learning and I was just like, forget this. I'm going to put this in my calendar to to (laughs) sign up for one of these dang arm programs. And I did. And it, believe it or not, it was like five minutes to sign up. And I don't know, I was just making a huge fuss about this thing is going to take so long and it's going to be so difficult and um, I actually used another scheduling program a few months ago, which was a little bit more complicated than Cal- Calendly. So mm-hmm. I think that um, left a bad taste in my mouth. But I say all that to say, if you use a program that is maybe not the right fit for you, um, it's a little bit difficult, it's complicated, it's not colorful, and you like things that are colorful, whatever. Just try another one just to test Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, now that I'm using this one, I mean, it's so much better than the one I was using before and um, worth the, the five minutes that will save me probably hours, hours, hours um, within, within the year. Well, it's funny. You're really touching on one of the things that I talk about in one of my programs, which is all about systems. And it's just that if what you're doing right now doesn't work, you know, you have options. You know, you could, you could hire somebody to, to handle it for you so that you're, you're not, you know, messing with the technology or you could just simply switch systems. Um, and there's going back to the calendaring, there's a lot of great systems out there. And, you know, the fact that you found a free one that's really working well for you is, is awesome. You know, I had one that I used for years, um, and I used, <laughs> I, I stuck with it because I knew it, you know, and, and we do that a lot. We kind of stick with what we know and, um, I'm, so happy I switched to Calendly as well. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely going to include a link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Great I resource. Feel, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, I feel like we can speak forever, but um, I kind of want to um, round out the interview with what are some projects that uh, you're working on now? So right now I'm really working on growing my community. Um, we have an academy program. Um, and basically we cover one piece of content a month and we do a mastermind. Uh, we do one mastermind call a month, sometimes two, we sort of throw things in as, as the group needs it. Um, and I really love working one-on-one with my clients. Um, I'm really, really passionate about empowering women to just keep moving forward, you know, even when life derails us. So no matter what happens in life, um, you know, my own example is, is kind of extreme, but you know, life gets in the way day to day things happen. 
And my goal is to really just empower women to set up good systems so that they can handle whatever comes their way and that they don't lose sight of their dreams in the process. Sure. I love that. I'm going to include a link to your website um, and program uh, in the show notes so that people could so that people can quickly access it and, and get that information. Um, Absolutely. Any books or recommendations? I know we spoke about a book earlier, but any books um, that you have read either in the past or currently, um, in addition to the one you mentioned, that uh, inspired you, pushed you forward? Oh, I, you know, it's so funny because I'm on, on a book kick right now. Um, Living Forward is definitely the one that I'm reading right now. And I love that because it's talking about creating your life plan. Um, and I'm all about, you know, getting really clear on your vision and making a plan to make it, you know, make it happen. Um, another one that I read recently that I really loved was You Are a Badass. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've read that one, but that was awesome. That was a great one for mindset. Um, you know, and I, I have some old school ones like Thinking Grow Rich, which I think is sort of a necessity for entrepreneurs. Um, and Gretchen Rubin is, is somebody that's really great with systems that, that I follow quite a bit. So she's got a couple great books out there as well. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. I always include some books in the show notes because I, I love to read. Um, I actually did not purchase any uh, Christmas uh, presents for myself. You know, every year I purchase like one Christmas gift for myself. Um, yeah. but I didn't this past year be- because I had about two or three books that I had purchased throughout the year that I did not read yet. Um, and I just re wrapped them <laughs> and gave them to myself as a gift. It-, it was an amazing gift. Um, but I love to read. Um, I think, um, being an entrepreneur, um, we have to always try to be as educated um, as possible about any given topic that we might, you know, need to know about in our business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for those suggestions. This was wonderful. I, uh, I agree. I think we could talk forever and I love, um, just sharing tips and ideas for entrepreneurs. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for listening to women crafting success podcast. Hope you got just what you needed. Now go out and apply those new skills to your business and see the results. Don't forget to rate each episode, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud. Five stars are always appreciated. Click the subscribe button for new episodes right into your platform. And tell a friend. I know when I really love something, I let everyone know. For more information, go to womencraftingsuccess.com. There you can sign up for the exclusive newsletter with podcast extras, worksheets, and more. Have a productive day and tune in for next week's episode.